Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, happy Friday. I know people are listening on a Monday, because everybody, when our podcast comes out, is like, I have to listen immediately. They do. But Immediately. Dude, but how you doing? Happy Friday, man. We made it to this part of the week. What's up? How's your week been? Uh, It's been good. It's been busy, but good. Busy is not necessarily a bad thing all the time. Uh, Just if it's always busy, then it's bad. But I was off last week. Uh, We went up into the mountains, and uh, I had to play catch-up all week with work stuff, with Hill City stuff, with life stuff. My house is still a disaster at some point. I should probably clean it. Um, All that fun stuff. So it's it's been busy, but good. Can't complain. How about you? Yeah, man. Dude, uh... I've been feeling grateful this week. I um, I was sick uh, two times. Sorry if you hear my daughter in the background, doing my best to keep that low. Um, I got sick twice back to back, and I, dude, I like never get sick. So we had this stomach bug go through our house, and it was basically three weeks of like one person being sick all the time, and I was that person twice, which was brutal. Um, but I realized like, as soon as I started feeling better, I went right back into like work and life and projects like immediately. And I think I just didn't do the smart thing and rest one extra day. So I got sick again, but I've been feeling grateful this week because my brain is like fully back to normal. Uh, my body feels totally good. Like I'm just, I take it for granted, man, that I'm like, well and healthy and good to go because i normally am you know so i've been trying to remember that this week and like you i've been a little swamped with work because i had to take some days off a couple times but um yeah man on the whole really good really good nice dude you uh start planning family vacations for the summer yet we have some we have a few camping trips uh i'm waiting on my boss to finalize yes go ahead and book flights for colorado and i will be bringing uh the family with me i'll obviously have a few days of like full-on business meetings but i'll get to see you in the flesh and a few other friends in person which will be the best um i'm hoping to actually make it to each other since you moved out there uh not in person dude it's been a couple years that's crazy well because covid happened not that long after like we were living with our in-laws and then covid came and we kept having plans to come out and then it was like well maybe never (laughs) or maybe next month i don't know so yeah we'll get to see each other in person i'm hoping we can all come to hill city on a sunday it'd be really cool and um Yeah, man. Like, it'll just be really fun. Our girls have, like, Catherine was born in Colorado, but she obviously left when she was a baby. And uh, I just can't wait to show them the mountains and stuff. Like, that'll be really cool. So that's probably in May. And then we have a few camping trips um, through May and June and stuff that we're we're working on planning right now. you You camp in May? It's not too cold to camp in May. Not really. I mean, and like our camper has heat, you know, so like you can always flip that on um, in the evening if you need. So, yeah, man, we'll be good to go. Really, it's not bad over here in May. It's like the thick of spring at that point. So it might be rainy, but I know warm enough. 
I know people do camp in May in Colorado. It's just cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Colorado can be brutal any time to camp, though. Like, you can be out in August, and, and it can be, like, 20 degrees at night in the mountains. So, That's true. yeah. I'm okay at night. Like, I'd rather it actually be a lot colder at night. It's to have to get out of your sleeping bag moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if mm-hmm. it's not warm by then. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, totally. No, thank totally. You. Dude. Couldn't do it. What? What are we doing? I know I'm rushing. We're only four minutes into like catching up, which is nothing for us. But you and I are on a time crunch. And dude, we are. what are we up to this week? What are we doing? Where have we, we been? Why we are gotta we there? We got to get into the topic because Andrew has scheduled a bedroom mm-hmm. meeting. So we need to make sure <laughs> no. we hit that number. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, we don't want to get in the way of that. So no, no, no. We're we're in the mid, we're in the middle of a series. Uh, we're talking it. We're talking. Uh, God is characteristics. Uh, God is. We've talked about God is holy. God is love. God is. Uh, last week, God is all knowing, and we're going to mm-hmm. keep that conversation going. I think for two more episodes, we have this mm-hmm. episode and the next episode, Andrew, and then I think we switch gears, mm-hmm. and I think we talked about doing Lord's Prayer. Yes, I don't think we've going through it before. Taking it slow, taking it slow. So, yeah, yeah, we'll get there soon. We We're probably go this word one and one more by word. <laughs> uh, but no, this this <laughs> week we're talking about God being all powerful. Um, one, what does that mean? And two, what does that mean for us in relationship with Him? Yeah. Um, it's kind of the twofold. Uh, yeah. What's What's first thoughts, Andrew? Of God is all powerful. This sounds really goofy, but since there's like a thousand of them at this point, I think of like the really big, uh, really crazy superhero movies right away. Like, um, you know, like Avengers Endgame, like that level of just like everything is exploding and like it seems like the whole world might blow up any moment. Like I think of all-powerful in crazy Hollywood uh, levels of looks, you know, where it's like, you know, Independence Day. What? What? You haven't seen any of those? I've never seen Endgame. Wow. I couldn't tell you the last Marvel movie I've watched. Okay. I have a confession. That was the last one I saw. And there's been, there's so many. There's more since then? There, yeah, there's more since then. It's there's called others. It's called Endgame, there, dude. There's okay. I think it they've done one done. or two more like backstory ones, like way before that, dude. There's just so many. There's so many. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a like big Marvel fan or a big DC fan, and there's like a billion of both of them at this point. It's very confusing. But the thing they do well is demonstrate superhero level power or supervillain level power of like things blowing up things going way fast like dragons monsters like all the craziest things in the world if you want to go old school you could think of the independence day scene of like the alien ship hovering above the white white house and then shooting down the beam and just blowing up all of washington dc you know like for whatever reason, when I think of God being all powerful, my mind totally jumps there. Maybe it's just because I've watched too many movies like that, and I shouldn't also watch all the DC or all the Marvel because I'm over it at this point. But that's where I go, and I think I go there because 
like in that uh, crazy violence of a of a superhero movie, you can see like, well, like that being is like ridiculous. You know, they're a superhero like Thor calling down lightning and a windstorm and whatever, or they're a supervillain like blowing things up, destroying people. And like, I think of those terms because I don't have any of those powers, you know, like I can split a log. <laughs> I can do manual labor. I can do things like that, that are normal, you know, but I can't uh, blow up a crazy huge thing or destroy a mountain or whatever. But I think about our God who can like, and, and doesn't use his power for like violence, you know, um, back in the day in the Bible, like he flooded the world. He did some things like that in the past he split open um he split open chasms under feet for part of israel to fall in he did uh wild things like that but when i think of god being all powerful uh yeah i see those movie level things and then i also think of like all right the realistic like god creating all things and uh doing that with yeah. words like i think of that type of power that's a long first thought. What do you think of, man? Where does your mind go with like God being all powerful? Same thing. Like I, I think I think the fact that mainly because we don't have the ability as humans to do these types of things, like to speak something Yeah. To speak something into existence that has existed in the physical. Like we mm-hmm. can't speak it into the physical. Like there has to be physical action. Um, like that's pretty mind boggling. I, I think the biggest thought is like, it, it's so beyond our comprehension mm-hmm. of how powerful God actually is. Like we think, I think we've quoted these verses, you know, throughout this whole series, but like the fact that like, you know, God keeps the birds fed in the, in, in the air, like there's that level of, of intricacy to his power um, that he's taking care of all these different things at the same time. Um, I think there's also complexity to God's power that we don't fully understand as humans. Like we don't get a clear picture of it throughout, you know, God's recorded word. Um, everyone has their theories and ideas, but we just don't have a clear, like the way in which God interacts his power, like God's power interacts with humanity, with, with creation. Like it's a, it's such a different level or scale that we just don't comprehend it or, or wrap our heads around it. Um, that, we try to put words to it, but we just struggle to come up with a way to explain it. Um, and we know it's beyond us. It's like, I once heard this said, I think a buddy told me this, but, um, we, um, like we, we live in the third dimension, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, however that third dimension works. Um, but if we, we're just two dimensional, um, and there was a, you know, um, a circle in front of us, like we would just see a big wall, right? Like, cause we're in two dimension. The third dimension gives us the ability to go above and we can see, Oh, this is a circle. Um, and we can either, you know, go around it or, um, we can even go, uh, uh, on top of it and walk over it kind of thing. And then you start adding like the fourth and fifth dimension mm-hmm. in which you create more axes on how things move. So like you have in and out now, instead of just up, down, left, right, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. 
Um, so like there's that, I, I think for me, that helps me go like, Oh, God is working on such a higher dimension that I can comprehend or understand yeah. that of course we can't put like words to it or be able to explain it in such a way that we comprehend it. Or maybe there are people in the world that can, I'm just not smart enough to do it. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think God also likes it this way. I think mm-hmm. this is his plan for it to be this way for us not to comprehend it in this way. Um, like you look at crazy stories like the tower of Babel, which is just some random story in Genesis, uh, yeah. that like creation of the world. And then the world got so unified and powerful, um, that they built a tower to heaven, um, which like physically we understand that today that that wasn't a thing, but, but maybe there was a level of understanding and knowledge, um, that did get them, um, to a level that um, they didn't coexist with God, but they were on a similar plane with God. And God was like, nope. <laughs> and then, you know, separate no them more. all and spread them out the world and changed all their languages. So, you know, it was a babble again. So, like, maybe there's something to it. And I'd be curious when we get to heaven to ask all these questions to God of just like, explain yeah. it to us. Um, how does this all, how does this stuff actually work? And we'd be new creations at that point with new bodies. And maybe we'd be able to understand it. We're like, this is what it's like to be smart. This is what it's like to walk into yeah. the room and think to yourself, yeah, I'm the smartest person in the room. <laughs> That's a throwback. Oh, never going to live it down. Yeah. Dude. You have to uh, be with this a long time. To you got to be a, to you got to be a true super fan to get that reference. We'll just let it, I, yeah, a, I will let it lie. Go will back. Josh? I don't know. Go back. I don't know. Yeah. No, probably not. Cause I, I tell that story all the time. <laughs> Uh, main, not because you said it, like, it's not like a shot. It is a shot of you in this moment. Cause I, uh, uh, yeah. but not a shot of you in gender, but just like, right. I can't relate to that. I've never walked into the room and thought to myself, I'm the smartest person. Uh, like that has never occurred to me yeah. that I should even think yeah, of those. Yeah. Things. Hey, so pride is a problem for me. And that was part of God it's being like, even pride. pride is, uh, uh pride's an issue for you, dude. Um, so and, uh, go back, take a dude, listen to all a hundred and 11 episodes yeah. if you're newer to yeah. us and you and might you movies. might catch it if you really pay attention i think it's in the first 40 episodes so maybe you start there you know start there yeah dude um dude can we talk about for a second that we have 111 episodes yeah it's wild it's why i'm so like, glad we're still doing 100 this. hours yeah. of content yeah it's probably over 100 at this point dude a lot of our episodes are We've over an hour yeah yeah but we Stuart, been that if you're listening, we still last, care like, about months. your 45 minute rule. We're trying really hard, and uh, yeah, which is funny because like us. the the podcasts that I listen to are hours long. Oh yeah, totally. Like, it takes me an me entire too. week to get through it. Yeah, me too. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I listen to them all. Maybe not a one sitting, but I listen to them all throughout the the week. And I'm actually sad. That's like right. there's a hockey podcast that comes out on Tuesdays. Yeah, I just finished it this morning as I was driving home from Brandon. And now you have to wait and. And I have to wait like four now days gotta before wait. I get another episode. Now you got to wait, dude. Yep. So, dude, I want to throw a few Bible verses at you and see what sticks out of that. Because I know we gave our first like general reactions, but here's a couple. Um, Psalm 147 verse 5 says, Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Isaiah 40, 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, Psalm 90, verse 2 says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or even you had formed the earth and the world, 
from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And then Matthew 19, verse 26 says this, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So uh, thinking of God being all powerful in some of those contexts, does it hit you differently? Or did you have any thoughts that hit you as I was going through those couple verses? Yeah, I think it's twofold. And I don't think we talked about this last week either, but like just if you've read through the gospels, I, I highly recommend if you haven't, but read through them. Like the way that Jesus approaches situations, like perfection, like it's it's mind-boggling how well he knows how to interact with people, and this goes back mm-hmm. to being all all knowing, right? But uh, there's just that piece of like there's such a higher level that God is functioning on, and Jesus, you know, being the incarnate God, you know, God in human form, um, and just how he interacted with people. Like so often, I would step back and be like, didn't see that play. Mm-hmm. Like, not sure how he figured that one out. Um, or that was the perfect way to get through that situation. Like, just think of the ways he's being attacked and, you know, the, the Pharisees yeah. coming at him and the yeah. right questions that he asked to stop them in their tracks. And yeah. um, all, it just, the the power that the man functions inside of, I shouldn't say the man, he, though he was half man, um, or I should say yeah, fully he was the man, son of God. God. He was the son of God. He was born as a human, you know, like fully, fully and the human crazy part of all. Yeah. The crazy part of it all is he limited his power as a human. Yep. So like we're seeing like Dude. a limited fraction of the power of God. And I'm not saying it wasn't because Jesus Jesus spoke things into existence as well. He shoot he called Lazarus from the dead by just using his words. Yeah. Um like there's all these different pieces that were they're at play here. Uh, but like we're still just seeing a fraction mm-hmm. of the power of God, right? Like what he could really do. Like the reality if he wanted to we're gone. Like yeah. <laughs> he has the yeah, power yeah. to do it. It just Absolutely. be done and over with. He starts over. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and one day, and dude, one day that, we can believe that God will make a new heaven and new earth. Like that is coming. And there's a lot of mystery of what exactly that means. But revelation is at the end for a reason because it's wild. And it's like, there's stuff coming you can hardly imagine. And I'm going to try to put it into words, you know, but sorry, I interrupted you. I jumped in, but some crazy stuff will happen whenever the timing's right by God. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, I just, I think we're blown away if we just take a little bit of time um, to understand just the vastness that is God. And you have to remember like, not only right now is God functioning in all his power. We've talked about this, like God is also functioning all his holiness and all his love and all his just like all of these things working together to make up who he is. Like, I, I think for me, the biggest piece of it all, and, and I saw this written somewhere. I might've said this on the podcast. I think Hill City may steal this sign, um, but I saw it written on a wall. Cause like we know the greatest commandments are love. God love people. Right. When Jesus was asked yep. in Matthew right. 25, I should know this 24, 25, 22, love the, yep. 22. Love the Lord, your God um, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. I don't know where it is, but that's what Jesus said. Math, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Matthew 22. Um, and he was asked, "What's the greatest commandment?" That's the response yeah. that he gave. And then he says, yeah. "All, all the pro- all the law of the prophets hang on these two commands." So everything up to this point, like yep. hang on these two things. Um, but I, it, so we see love God, love people all the time in church. Like you'll see it here and there. Um, but what um, I saw on this church's wall was love God more and love more people. And I was like, "That's a great action mm-hmm. step." But like. When I when I think of and this is why I say all this roundabout way to get here, but um, 
like when I think about all these different characteristics of God and the depths of these characteristics of God, including God is all powerful. Like it just makes me want to know him more. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, yeah. man, I haven't even touched the sur It's like having, you know, a cute girlfriend that you just want to know everything about, like telling you all your history and everything up to this point And what do you like all those things where you're just infatuated? It's the same thing with God that we can get to a place where we're just infatuated. Like, God, I know so little about you. I just want to know more about you. Like, I just want to know more about you so I can love you more and love you better and because you deserve it. Um, and you know, that's kind of the, the, the piece that just starts to get pulled out of me where you're just like, man, God, I have, I have such a small understanding of your vastness of all your characteristics yeah. and more importantly, yeah. how they work together. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't understand. And now I get a lifetime to figure that out yeah. and to walk with you in that way and better understand, you know, who you are, what you're about and really get a grasp of, of your heart. Um, but that's kind of a segue into like, if, if God is all powerful, Andrew, like what, what does that mean for us? Yeah, what do we like, do about it? What's the application let me, piece? Yeah. Let me just highlight one thing. You mentioned this a little bit, but I was thinking about it too. Um, and then we can go towards like application. But um, you think about like, uh, to, to use like very human thoughts, there's like, if you follow politics or like geopolitics, there's this idea of soft power and hard power. Soft power is like, um, influence on economies, like we have businesses that can produce certain things. We can stop sending you grain if you mess with us. You can, you know, like that's soft power, like your negotiation strength essentially. And then hard power is like, by the way, we have a massive military and huge missiles and things that we can send around the world and have landed your capital city tomorrow you know like that's hard power that like countries negotiate with and when we think of god's power um like he is all of that and more like he is every bit of all of that god created the realm we live in and created us as humans like so like you were saying on that dimension level it's like it's hard to relate and and maybe that's part of why god sent Jesus in the flesh as his son, like, this is how you can know and understand me, like, follow Jesus, follow the way he teaches, the way he lived, the things he valued, like, value those, like, because God is not just a human, like, we're made in the image of God, but that doesn't mean God is just like me or you, you know, on a different plane, he is, but he's like a thousand, he's, he's infinitely more than we could quite relate to. But I say all that to say, God has, we, we can recognize the power God has and the tremendous power that is like on a scale we can't even factor because we're in a realm he made. So all of our scales are just part of what he made. Um, but there is like tremendous demonstration in true power in restraint of its use. You know, like we can think of the best kings and queens that ever lived um, in this world, and they weren't known for being the best because they just used their power con like constantly to oppress others. Like usually true power is shown through restraint of this could be, we could do this, but we're going to choose not to. And I think God usually treats us in that way. He usually gives us like the freedom 
to live in our free will. Like the, he gives us the chance to choose or not choose, um, to, to follow the way that he gave us and that he gives us. And he doesn't get angry at you or I, when we, um, choose to sin or choose to follow our own way. Um, and like, shoot a lightning bolt out of heaven and destroy us. You know, like that's the cartoon level of God, which is like you mess up a little bit and boom, you're gone. You know, like that's like you can think of the cartoon God and devil. Um, devil, of course, would be red carrying a pitchfork and laughing maniacally. God would be like on a cloud watching and like zapped you. Um, he doesn't do that. Like, and practically, um, I think for me, it comes back sort of to all knowing, like we talked about, kind of in how we interact with God. Like, um, when we know God is all knowing and we still choose to talk to Him, we still choose to get to know Him, like that analogy you were giving, um, because He's worth it, like that, that's important. And it's like, no, God wants to know me and I want to know God, you know? And when we believe God is all-powerful and understand that he's all-powerful, um, man, it's helpful because there's nothing we can't ask him about and ask him to do. Now, God's will and God's timing is usually different than our will and our timing on on what he does and when he does it and how he does it. But, um, dude, if we believe God is all-powerful, we can ask God for anything. And if it's in his will— Uh, to actually do that, he can. Like, I fully believe miracles are still a thing that happen. Like, God can heal um, anything. He can heal a a thing a surgeon can't. He can heal a relationship we never could. Like, God can can do miracles uh, in our physical reality when and how he chooses. And I think it is important for us to to be able to have that belief and have an understanding of like, God, you're all powerful. Um, I'm going to pray like Jesus and say, your will be done and believe it to the marrow of my bones. But I'm also going to fearlessly request like, God, would you heal this person? Would you show up in this way? Would you make this situation not look like the outcome that we all naturally believe it's going to look like? Naturally think like, left to our own devices, this is what's going to happen. Because, like, God still shows up, and God still does miracles, and God still um, wants to blow our minds and bring our hearts to him through his power. He just doesn't use it in the Marvel super comet or superhero way of, like, blowing up half the world to save half the world. (laughs) Like, God doesn't do that stuff. Yeah. Praise be to him. Like, thank you, God, for not uh, being a God that's, like, vengeful and spiteful and quick to use uh your power to to like blow us up thanks for not being the lightning bolt god you know zeus a little upset um (laughs) we don't need to worry about that um but yeah man maybe in in how we how we pray how we speak to god and how we live like i think it gives us the chance to have hope at things that are just way outside of our control or ability and it also humbles us because God doesn't always do the things we're asking for, you know? So that's my that's my practical application, I think, is just like, if you really believe to into your bones, like, God, you can because you have the power to, then, then we're probably more likely to actually ask him for things in faith, knowing I can't do this, 
doctor can't do this, a person can't do this, like a therapist can't do this, like God, you can though, you know? So what about you, man? What's, what's practical about knowing God's all powerful? I think it's, I think it's twofold. I, I think the first one being like, we can take comfort in that. Like God being all powerful. And I'm not saying take comfort in the fact that you're going to get what you want when you want it all the time, because God has the power to do it. Like Mm -hmm. God's power is complex. There's a lot of elements going on at once and you're one of many that he loves deeply. Um, So there's that piece of it. Well, and and what's best for you doesn't necessarily mean what you want. Uh, But I think there's a piece of like, no, God is able to take care of whatever it is. Um, God can intervene. God can work on my behalf. Um, But whatever the plan God has for me is okay because it's what's best. And he has the power to fulfill that plan. So I think there's comfort that we can sit in that. Comfort in the fact that he is all-knowing. He is everywhere. He is all-powerful. And we can sit in that place of knowing like, no, God's got this. Whatever this is going to look like, whether it's going to feel difficult or easy in you know the circumstances of life, um, it's what's best. And so it's going to get me to the places that God wants me to go. Um, so there's comfort in that. And you have to remember, this is the, you know, this is the God that, you know, brought Lazarus from the dead. This is the God that calmed the storm. This is the God that walked on water. This is the God that fed, you know, 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves. Like this is that God um, that has a, a level of power inside of him that yeah, nothing's going to shake him. Like, we don't have a shakable God. We don't have a God yeah. that's sitting up there going, oh, no, what am I going to do now? Right? <laughs> oh, I hope we Andrew doesn't do this. I hope Josh doesn't right? do that. Yeah. It's like, all of our it's poor not dependent on us. See, yeah. right? See, all humanity makes the same bad decision in the same moment. God's not like, oh, no, the plan has fallen apart. Cut Nothing me off guard. God has taken into account, yeah. right, yeah. The, the sins of this world. He's taken into account, and he works all things out for, you know, the good of those who love him. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that piece that, that's at play as well. I, I think, too, like, the, the other side of this is, like, we have access to that power, yeah. um, which is kind of crazy to think as believers. Totally crazy. Um, like, <laughs> And this yeah. is what Andrew was talking about. Like we yeah. have this thing of like, I just think of um, Paul said in um, Corinthians mm-hmm. um, where he says, and I know we've talked about this before, but like in the midst of my weakness, you know, God's power made strong. Um, yeah. you know, is shown, right? Like that, that whole thing. I'll find the verse reference here in a second. But um, like there's, there's that piece of like it, it's in the weakness that, that we can see the power of God. So we embrace weakness. We embrace where we're not strong. Um, we embrace and chase into the areas where we're not, which is very, you know, counter um, to how humanity typically lives this life, especially American, you know, humanity. Like we don't, we don't like to look weak. We don't like to embrace our weakness. We like to, you know, live in the strength finders of our lives and, you yeah. know, work on the little things from here to there, but we're not that strong in them. So like why invest too much time in them? That mindset, um, which like you may be limiting the power of God in your life because you're just doing it on your own. You don't need to rely on him for anything. Um, so there's that piece. I think that's at play. That's that we get access to, you know, um, Ephesians, sorry, when I was looking up this Corinthians, it's 2 Corinthians 12, 9, by the way. Um, when I was looking at this verse, this verse popped up. This is Ephesians 3, 20. Like, he, he, you know, he is able to measure more um, than we yeah. can ask or imagine according mm-hmm. to his power that is at work within yeah. us, right? Which is a crazy idea that the power of God, this, this complex beyond our comprehension power, you know, that we've been talking about, like, it resides in us. 
right? As the spirit resides in us, that power resides in us and we get access to it, um, not to use uh, in our own will and, and desires, but um, access to it to see the kingdom of God expanded and grown, to see um, lives transformed and changed by the gospel and by discipleship and, um, you know, being used in such you know remarkable ways to draw people back to God and, and deeper relationship with God so God can be their primary disciple maker, right? Like there's all these different things that we have access to and I, I think we're selfish. So we look at them like, oh, I have access to power. That means I can do yeah. things. You're like, no, like, yeah. that's not the point. Hmm. Point isn't that you can do things how you want them to be done. Um, the, yeah. the point and, is that you're, and all, dude, you're in you're in line in, with God's power. In like Jesus's ministry and time, like I don't have the exact reference on like in the Bible, but like one thing that would happen would be there. Like there were some people. There was a ah, this magician guy who I'm blanking on his name. Fill it in if you uh, remember. But he came to Jesus who and basically said, like, how do I get the portion like the power you have? Because <laughs> like, like give me some of that power, dude. Like I'm trying to do I'm trying to do things too. Um and like and maybe it was actually with the disciples after Jesus had ascended. Um, but it was a guy who was like Simon. Yes, Simon, who like was kind of being put out of business uh and was like, hey, teach me your tricks. What do I need to pray? What do I need to donate? What do I need to do to get in on some of that power? And it's like, the lesson was basically like, that's not how this works. It's not an economy of like, I'm going to give you power so you can go heal people and profit or do signs and wonders. So you can make some dollars or whatever the currency of your day is like, dude, that's not this. That is not the kingdom of God. You don't understand what we're doing. Like it's got to be in power and in truth and in God's will, um, for the good of, of God and for the good of those who, who love him, you know, love God, love, love your neighbor. Like it's got to be through the right motives. It's got to be aligned to God's will. Josh and I, just cause we're followers of Christ can't, can't go and do something like, can't be like, Hey God, can you use your power and add six zeros to my bank account? Like God doesn't care about that. Ooh, He's not going to do that. That'd be cool. God, though. God, can you use my power and like give me a bigger house immediately? Can you? Can I just like pray about it, go to sleep, and wake up and have a second story on? Like God doesn't care about that. He's not going to do that. He's not yep. going to do things that are about selfish ambition and gain. That's not the way He works, man. So like, if we try to use His power, if we try to treat God as like a genie in a bottle. It's not going to end positively for us. It's never going to work, and um, and he's probably going to have some things that will probably take us a long time to be taught about who he is and what the role of his power is. Um, you know, so like I just wanted to mention that like God's power isn't for us to use as wishes. It's not for us to use to show off um, ever. Like I, if if I was trying to heal somebody so that I looked good zero chance it's going to work. Now, if God spoke to me and was like, you need to walk, go to this place and pray for this person, I'm going to heal them. Cool. Like go and do that. If God ever speaks that to you and do it in faith, but he's never going to say like, uh, Josh, I want to put you on this huge stage and have you heal this person so that you look awesome. Nope. 
like, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it's going to work. You know, Jesus, Jesus taught a lot about prayer. He taught a lot about public displays of things that make a person look good. And there's just no room for that in the kingdom of God. Like he, he then taught like, hey, disciples, when you're praying, don't do it in public like the Pharisees. Go behind closed doors and pray quietly to your father who's in heaven. Like one-on-one, do that. That's how you're going to access God's power. In the same way, Jesus went off quiet, alone, often at night in the wilderness and and spent time with God to recharge. Like there's a reason God used his power in such tangible ways through Jesus's ministry um, and that he doesn't <laughs> in tangible ways through the ministries of just us normal humans who, uh, you know, are doing the best we can, but maybe have the wrong motives or the wrong understanding uh, often, or or that we're just asking for the wrong things. So anyway, I'll stop my diatribe, but I just felt like, I don't know, you sparked that as I was going, so I wanted to throw it out. Like, God's not going to use his power to make us look awesome. That's never the motive. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. God, yeah. God doesn't care about your status, your pride, your like. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's so and he's not a genie in a bottle for you. Yeah, what he's what he what he's trying to get for you is so much grander than those things. Like he's trying to get you to a place that, regardless of what's going on in life, circumstances, whether your bank account has six zeros or zero zeros, yeah. like he's trying to get you a place where you can handle it. Where you, yeah, nothing shakes you that you're on you're on mission with him always. Um, like that's that's the beauty of what what God's doing. I think I think the last thing I thought of of like what what's application piece. I think the last thing's thankfulness. Like it's, mm. it's thankfulness mm-hmm. that God is that powerful. I was just thinking like, totally. like God is powerful enough that to, to keep us in this, this position or this place of grace, despite our sins, like as followers of Jesus and the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, like the power that exists inside of that is so powerful that we could keep on sinning and stay in this place of grace, um, mm-hmm. which is mind boggling in itself because I would have given up on us a long time ago. Uh, and just like, this guy doesn't get it. Let's just get rid of him. Um, but God continues to give us those opportunities. That's the beauty of, of this faith compared to so many other faiths and compared to cancel culture, right? Like we get to, when we fail, when we screw up, um, when we cause harm, like we repent and we get to get back up. Like we can get back up as many times as we need to. That's the beauty of the grace of God that's found in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like that sacrifice. Yeah. Um, that's the beauty of what it is. So I think that just that thankfulness, the fact that, yeah, um, we, we get to stand back and just be like, God, thank you for what you've given me. Thank you that your power can actually hold on to these things. I just think like, say you're, you're a parent or you're a child and your parent gives you, says, hey, we're, I'm going to take you on the best vacation in the entire world. We're going to Disneyland, right? And that's mm-hmm. their word. We're going to do this. Well, when finances fall apart, guess what goes first? Disneyland. Vacation. Like that's yeah. not our God. When he says something is going to be, he has the power to make sure it's going to be that yep. way. It right? He's not, it's not a wishy-washy world mm-hmm. that he lives in and like circumstances mm-hmm. can affect him. He said it was going to be. That's how it's going to be. And we get to be thankful that we're, we, we get to follow that God, um, that he has that level of power in this world because he could be, like Andrew said, it could be a Zeus God or he's just out there, you know, taking care of business and smiting people. Phew. But the reality is he's swayed back and forth by how humanity functions. Mm-hmm. But God so beyond those things that 
his, his power isn't swayed yeah. by these things. If he says something's going to be a certain way, it's going to be that way. Um, yeah. he, nothing's going to change that. And I think there's thankfulness and comfort in the fact that that's who he is and we can hold on to those things. I think, I think that's my biggest takeaway. Like, yeah, man. cool, the power, power of God and we have access to it is, is awesome to see that on display. I don't fully understand how to, to access it in all honesty. That's a journey that I'm on this year. But, um, the fact that we get to be, you know, we can stand in comfort, we can stand in peace, we can stand yeah. in thankfulness because yeah. our God is that powerful that, totally. that he's got this. I don't have to worry about it. Totally. Yeah. Man. What about you? Final thoughts? Yeah, dude, That I, I'll just say what you said again uh, is like, we have a lot of reason to be thankful and, you know, in a, in a culture and time that uh, thankfulness is undervalued and sarcasm and, uh, you know, like disappointment and discontent are all highly valued. Like, man, gratefulness and thankfulness. Like if we walk in that way, uh, we have the chance to reflect hope. I think in any, any conversation we're in any circle we're in and, uh, and to do it, not because of like, I just want to see this upbeat person, but like, no, like I really actually have a ton to be grateful for and thankful for. And I'm going to live in that. Like it makes us better people. Uh, it makes us people that others might actually want to be around, which is pretty meaningful if we're like supposed to love God and love people. Like it, it's one of those like heart postures that, um, you can take head knowledge, like God is all powerful and apply it to like, so I'm going to live thankful. And that, that's, that's a big deal, you know, to, to say like my default should be thankfulness. My default is going to be gratefulness. Like, that's attractive and and it's probably pretty pleasing to God if we can live in that all the time. Um, I talked about feeling more grateful this week just because I'm not sick anymore and like that's a tiny thing but um, but to me I've been like, hey, I should be intentional to thank God that I'm just well, you know and and there's a thousand things we could each thank God for each day and I think maybe that gratefulness um, just directs our heart into the right relationship with God or part of the right relationship. So glad you said that, man. And uh, I got to bounce, but this has been awesome. Uh, Thanks for doing it. Thanks for uh, 112 conversations like this, 111. And uh, cheers to 112. Here we come. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us. And we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.